What's up and welcome into a fresh Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's show, we're diving into our inbox for a mailbag episode. All kinds of topics ranging from the back end of Billy's rotation. Who, if anyone, among the newcomer bench players will break out as a bench playing star this season and an over-under on Bulls wins. All those topics and more on a fresh mailbag Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls. Your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome to Locked On Bulls, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wow! I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big David Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us oh. at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com. And of course, that text and voicemail line is always there for you, our fellow Bulls fans, at 331-979-1369. We're doing some mailbag today. Big Dave, how are you, my friend? I'm excited, man. You know, this is my favorite time, you know, of the week, man. So we come on here, you know, talk to the fans and, you know, tell them that they're great and they're awesome and then tear them down when they say something ridiculous. Like, it's the <laughs> best thing to do. I love it. It makes makes my week better. It makes me happy and smile. And, and y'all are definitely smart and cool. So it's, I love doing it. It's great. It is. It is wonderful fun. So let's kick things off with a really fun question, Dave. Uh, this comes to us from our friend Bertrand, who is one of the two Bulls fans who were trying to reconnect, misconnection style, who <laughs> gave us an update. No, his friend Scott has still not reached out to him. Scott, what are you doing? Come what on, are Scott. you doing? Come on, Scott. Find, find your man Bertrand. Uh, so him. Bertrand says, hey, guys, I was wondering what this Acme era nickname could be. We know trust the process from the Sixers, heat culture in Miami, light year me ahead from the Warriors. I don't even remember that one. What? Uh, Text a super text a superstar from LeBron's various teams. Um, okay. what about us? Uh my my I got a few ideas, but they're not great. Got bulls question mark, bullying bulls, Acme Corporation. Still a huge fan of the show. Go Bulls. Uh thanks, Berger. Uh big thing. I, I mean, honestly, Acme Corporation. I I don't hate that. What what do you think? You got any ideas for what this this bulls phase is gonna be called under uh AK and Eversley? You know what? I've had this discussion with my friend uh, C Dub, who I do ball on bulls with. We've had this talk. Um, we we couldn't come up with anything better than 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 Acme, but he likes because he's he's very in, in, into uh, animation. Okay. And he there was an animated show. I think it was called uh, Akame. And he he calls them that. It's either Akame or Akame. I can't remember which one. I think it was, I, I want to say it was Akame. But if I'm okay. wrong, please tell me if I'm wrong, people. I, I, I don't know anime that well. There was some anime yeah. thing called Akira, right? But yeah, that's there was not one called Akira. Yeah. No, your knowledge okay. of it is about where my knowledge of it is. Okay. It's, it's Akira, like Ninja Scroll, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those kind of classics. Those are the ones I, I rocked with. And there's a, definitely a few more. Uh, we're not going to get into the, the live action ones that were made that destroyed a couple of those. But Last Airbender. Last uh, Airbender. Don't, don't get me started on the destruction of the Last Airbender, dog. And oh my God, what, what, what terrible what they did. Oh, <laughs> God. 
And what was the one I'm thinking of? It was another one that they destroyed. Oh gosh, I'm looking right at it. I think it was either Charlize Theron or Scarlett Johansson uh, was in it. Oh, Arian Flux or something like that. But oh, it was, it was, it was a great I remember seeing a trailer movie. for that and looking and, and thinking it looked awful. Yeah, it was a great animated uh, movie. Great, it was awesome and completely destroyed. But yeah, let me stop. <laughs> let me let me cut this out. But yeah, he kept going with Akame and, and he wants to call them that. But I told him, dude, but there's an A in there. <laughs> yeah. A-K-A-M-E. And he was like, yeah, but it can go for A-K and Mark Eversley. <laughs> and he was like, so I can do it that way. I said, okay, all right. So I like Acme Corporation. I think that's cool if you want to call them uh, Akame or Kame. However, however they say it, you can call it that too. But yeah, I think coming up with something for that is still up in the air. I think I need to see him play a little bit, and I think it'll hit us that way. As long as it's not referred to as the Balzac era, I don't, you know, Debal, as long as it's not the Balzac, I don't care. You can pick anything oh, else under the sun that you want. We cannot refer to this as the Balzac. Is that <laughs> I remember is I remembered why I remembered that name. Oh yeah. Because that was a real person. <laughs> was the Balzac was a real person and only knew about it because there was a comedy skit that someone did years ago for like the New York Times that was starring like Paul Giamatti. Being being playing the balls act, I vaguely remember, remember that? that. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I kept saying, okay, I knew I that sounded familiar. Why did I know this? And I figured it out. That's exactly why I know it. Yeah, he was the uh, what did he drink? He drank like a ton of coffee or something like that, like a ridiculous amount of coffee that that he used to drink. And there was a cafe named after that uh, with his last name that for that reason because he drank a lot of coffee. Here's a cafe, the balls act. Yeah, so, yeah. Very smart. But yes, that's why I knew it. Yeah. So keep coming with the names, you know, keep hitting us with it. We'll keep spitballing it around. But until I find a better one, I, 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 mean, I like Acme Corporation. I dig I, it. I'm also thinking about terms that could maybe work as far as what we called eras after the dark ages. You know, okay. like maybe, maybe maybe this is the Renaissance or, or or maybe this is, you know, the Bull's Enlightenment period. Something, okay. something to give credence to the fact that we just went through the darkness and hopefully are now about to see the light. Thanks. So something Game of Thrones-esque, it feels like. Oh. It needs to be, right? Or Lord of the Rings or something like that. No, because then, then you got to think about the fact that the Game of Thrones trajectory, seasons one through four or five, amazing. Amazing. Last few seasons, trash. We don't uh, want that trajectory to be this bull. We started yeah. with trash. And now it's like, you know that meme of like the the drawing of the horse that starts from the back end and is yes. beautifully <laughs> sketched with all this like pencils, you know, shaving and yeah. coloring and detail, and then it like progresses to just like a stick figure at the front end yes. of the horse. Absolutely, I've that's seen it. and it's all, it's definitely been used to describe Game of Thrones progression. We don't want that. We we started. Okay. We, we just went through the stick figure part. We need to get to the beautifully drawn part of the horse. Okay, let's let's do well then Lord of the Rings then because those were that was an incredible oh, trilogy. Of, amazing of from start shows. to finish. Yeah, yeah. So so we'll go with that then. We'll figure something out from Lord of the Rings then. Uh as long as it's not Gollum. Um <laughs> we'll we'll be all right. You know, we don't need a, a 18th century crackhead <laughs> running around here in Chicago. So we're good. You know what I mean? Or maybe we do. Maybe we want somebody who's starving for a ring like that, that they'll bite the ring off a of uh adolescent, <laughs> you know, just to get <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with somebody that hungry who really wants it that bad, that he will bite his <laughs> finger off. 
Like, maybe we want that, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe we'll just call it the Alex Caruso era because he's going to be that big and important he, and that big of a character. He is. I, it was good to see him out uh, with the team throwing out the first pitch, too. Uh, with Caruso, yeah. uh, Lonzo uh, Bradley, Ball, Lonzo. Bradley, yeah, shout out Gary to those Jones guys who were hanging out on the south side last night. That was so awesome to see an AK up in the booth just watching the whole thing. You know, I was like, oh, we look like a team. Yeah! I was so excited. It's good. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty exciting. Uh, thanks for checking in, Bertrand, and good luck connecting with Scott, your fellow Bulls fan. Scott, where are you? What, uh, what are you doing, man? Come on. What are you doing? Um, here is one um, from uh, our pal JR. This is an interesting question, Big Dave. Uh, with season tickets going on sale recently, do you guys go for any tickets to specific games this season? Or if you had a top three game list, what home games would you want to attend? Like Ooh. Lakers beating LeBron and watch the Caruso show for career highlights. Uh, Pistons standing over for D-Rose. And Taj, I think you mean Knicks there, not Knicks, Pistons. Um, and Heat, Jimmy Buckets. So those are some that uh, JR would like to see. Big Dave, wow. I I know that I have one circled on my calendar. I haven't gotten ticket to it yet, and it's not even public knowledge yet. <laughs> I know. There, I know. there is a particular game this season, and and we got you know from from one of our inside sources the before it's public knowledge tip. Who who this person said, hey Matt. I know this is going to be a big deal to you. Word on the street is the Joakim Noah official retirement ceremony night oh, is this game on this day. Because that is not yet public knowledge, I'm sorry, I am not going to divulge it on this podcast when that is. I don't want to get in trouble, right. but that's the one I'm going to, Big Dave. Yeah, uh, if it happens, then I might have to be there too. Cause I need to protect. To make sure I don't get arrested. Yes, yes, Matt. To make sure you don't run on the court and do anything to anybody. So I might have to be there simply for that. that reason. Uh, I Matt's going to be emotional if if this goes down. Matt's going to be an emotional wreck. Cheers. I mean, I might have to be there for that. But top three games. uh, I think it's funny because that top three is a really good one that he mentioned. Um, yeah, I've always, Lakers, Knicks, Heat. Yeah, I had. I I really enjoy. I really want to see Luca live, um, Ooh, and get yeah. a chance to actually see that with this team. I think I'd like to see that as well. Uh, Dame is always worth the price of admission. The Warriors. Yeah, I love would love to see Steph Curry um, play on the court. So, but yeah, those things like Lakers, Knicks, Heat, like those rivalry stuff. Like, yeah, that's that's can't go wrong with that. You really can't. Yeah. I mean, those those are some fun ones. Absolutely, it would be cool to go to a, a Knicks game to see to see D Rose, Taj, Tibbs, yeah. our old pals. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can't leave out right out the right out of the gate. Pelicans, Sato revenge game, baby. Oh, oh, and, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, speaking of Dame and price of admission, I don't think I've seen Zion Williamson live uh, wow, since he yeah. since he came in the NBA. I dude, I mean, talk about a game that I would not mind seeing live. Let me see some Zion. I would love that. Right. That is dead on right there. We'd love to see Zion. But again, I might have to be with you there also because if Gar Foreman is in the building, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know how Matt's feeling. They they better have taken his keys. <laughs> he is not allowed in that building anymore. Either of them, the UC or the Advocate Center, your key does not – I'm sorry, your key card has been declined. Does not function. 
He does, Matt. He can't. He can't hurt us anymore. He can't. Oh, he no, he can't hurt us anymore. But I can still make fun of him all day and all night if I feel like it. Which is fair. <laughs> I can't argue that. That's fair. Uh, yeah. All right, we got more mailbag to, to get to next. Uh, we got Natalie on deck asking about uh, a potential breakout bench player. Before we do that, Big Dave, would you like to tell our listeners how they can get all of their live TV streaming and amazing entertainment in one bundled package from DirecTV Stream? Wow, Matt, I just couldn't wait to get to this because I have a question because I know it sounds familiar. Now, let's okay. say you got, you got one device, right, and you're trying to catch the game. You know what I mean? And you got another unless you stream all your favorite shows. And then you got another to watch all your sports highlights. And you got to get it from all your neighbors, best friends, ex-girlfriend, whatever. And you got to get they log in for all that. Does that sound like something you want to do? No, no, it doesn't. It sounds like, like sounds like if you had three arms, it would be helpful. But since you're a regular human being who does not have three arms and it wasn't blessed like that, I got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings together all your live TV and on-demand favorites in one place like never before. So you can watch, guess what? Your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and all your favorite shows in one place. That means no more of this juggling that going on. No more wishing you can grow an extra limb so you can do all this stuff. No, you don't have to do it no more. No need to even buy another device ever again. You ain't got to do it no more. You're done. And the best part, and this is the absolute best part, there's no annual contract, y'all. It's no annual contract. Don't you hate contracts doing it? No annual contract. They took care of everything. So now you and your awesome two limbs can enjoy direct TV stream. So get rid of that clutter. Get rid of that confusion. And get all your TV stuff together with direct TV stream. You can learn more by going to directtv.com. One more time for you. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, All right. Diving back into some mailbag. Let's roll on. This one comes to us from Natalie in the 773. We said, hey, Matt and Dave, love the pod. Surprised we didn't get an emergency pod for Denzel signing in Cleveland. (laughs) That does not constitute an emergency. A parade in Chicago, maybe, but not not an emergency. Uh, Question for mailbag. Who do you think will be the breakout bench player that earns minutes? Personally, I got Simonovich stepping up to the plate. Thanks for checking in, Natalie. Great question here, Big Dave. What do you think? If there's one player, as we've talked about what might be, and we're going to follow this with another mailback question to do with Donovan's back end of the rotation, you know, maybe, you know, Marco surprising us that, hey, he can actually play at the NBA level and he's ready now. Or maybe it's, um, you know, maybe it's Tony, Tony Bradley giving them, you know, big minutes as a backup center. Maybe who, you know, maybe IO, I know, I know you're a big U of I guy. Maybe you got high hopes for IO making an impact as a rookie. I'm not yeah. sure if he's going to earn that, those kind of minutes yet in his rookie year. Where, where do you mm-hmm. see the, the breakout, like unexpected, perhaps bench minutes coming from which guy? That's interesting. She says Samanovich, cause that's one of the first people that came to my mind, but that's also, he'll have opportunity to as well, you know, mm-hmm. because he's basically competing against uh, Tony Bradley. Um, so he'll have opportunity to get out there and run and, and see what he can do. And I think it'll fit well, you know, when he gets out there and we'll see, but he could be that breakout. Honestly, he could definitely be that breakout. I think Natalie's definitely dead on, on that one. Um, on this, I'm going to go with Troy Brown jr. Um, okay. 
because if there's any place the Bulls are cluttered, it's it's the wing right now, which is so awesome to say because they were depleted at the wing position to start all this, honestly. And now this is just like they got wings everywhere you look. It's a wing. It's a wing. It's a wing. It's crazy. It's awesome. Get the blue cheese because it's so much wings, baby. So you got, I think Troy I Brown Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I think Troy Brown Jr. is going to be that. Um, it's going to be a guy who gets that opportunity uh, to get that those minutes, you know, because not of his ability to play both ends of the floor and to be solid at both ends of the floor. Like he doesn't do one that overly great, like he's both solid at both positions. And we know his grind. Like we kind of saw it. We kind of saw how much this dude wants to play and wants to be really good at basketball. He had a grind mm-hmm. to itself. Um, so I liked it. And I like the, and it's the, his length also, Matt. His length and his speed lends it uh, to him being in that lineup a little longer and things like that. Um, of course, you can look at Derek Jones Jr., you can Javante Green, you know, guys right. like that. Uh, Javante might sneak in there, too, because he he got a little of that, too. And, you know, might go down to the goon squad, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at my man Alize, you know, get in there and do some things as well. You know, I love a goon or two, man, so he might sneak in and get that, too. So a lot of options at that, too, but I'll, I'll say mm-hmm. uh, Troy Brown Jr. for that. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, so Troy Brown Jr. and, and Derek Jones Jr., I would probably put in the category now of like maybe we're expecting them to get minutes mm. so they wouldn't necessarily qualify for like a surprising breakout okay. bench minutes Fair. earner, uh, more so the way that Marco earning those kind of minutes would surprise me. Io earning those kind of minutes would surprise me. It, you mentioned too. Um, at the tail end there, that that would be my two answers. Alize Johnson, if in fact the Bulls, you know, uh, depth at that power forward spot is as shallow as we was afraid it was, and he is the answer for a spot where, you know, look, um, we, we need somebody who can play a little more um, uh, with a little more versatility to their game and guard a few more spots than Tony Bradley, who's pretty much a center and just a center. Um, so, so maybe... Billy Donovan likes the ways that he can have Alize out there for the size and the rebounding on both ends and those needs um, while also still kind of being a, a, a more of a closer to a small ball lineup, but some size in that small ball lineup. So, you know, I could see Alize earning that kind of role. The other one that you mentioned that, that was going to be my answer is Javante Green, um, a guy who's just kind of flying under the radar all offseason with all of the trades, with all of the sign and trades, with all the acquisitions we've made. The Bulls bringing back Javante has always just been kind of like a low-key add-on, if at all mentioned. And it's interesting that, like, he came over in that Daniel Tice trade, and we've talked about what Tice did for this Bulls team. We talked about the fact that he took Lowry Markkinen's starting job before the season was over, and that now what the Bulls have is a trade exception from Houston because they didn't pay Tice to stay. They turned around and spent that money on Alex Crusoe instead, which is fine, but People forget that Javante Green was also a part of that dice trade, and he's still here. Mm-hmm. The Bulls must really like Javante Green if maybe he was the piece they wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, you you, you add Tice because maybe you wanted to beef up, uh, you know, your defense and your front court a little bit, and he gave you that. He gave you that for half a season, and he's gone now. And it seems clearly like the Bulls are okay with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that they kept Javante Green. As just a low key, like, yeah, we like that guy. Let's keep him around. Yeah. And when you talk about all the ways in which this Bulls team can blossom with their pace of play this season, with the 
you know, the up and down Lonzo, Zach Levine, fast break kind of stuff. You know who would be a very fun piece to throw into that mix of let's just, let's just watch, the, watch the Bulls get up and down the floor? It's Javante Green. Yes, the sir. athletic as hell. Is Zach Levine actually still the most athletic person on his own team? Mm. Question mark. Because holy shit, have you seen Javante Green jump out the gym? That's a great point. And, and let me say to this about Troy Brown Jr. And the reason I went with him uh, is because this season, more than any other, that position of wing is not promised to anybody coming off right. the bench. Like, yeah. you have to earn it. Like, everybody for me is going to have to earn it. There's nobody I can just look at and say, you're definitely getting in there. You're definitely mm-hmm. getting in there. You're definitely getting in there. I can look right. at Kobe and say that, you know, because he can play the point. He could be a combo guard. I can look at Simonovich, like we said, because of what he, the position he plays. But when you got DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> you got Patrick Williams, you know what I'm saying, and you got young Zach Levine out there, you know what I mean? Nothing is promised to that bench about who's coming in to do what and what position. And I think Troy Brown Jr. can actually cheat minutes at all three of those positions. So I think it, it, that's why I picked him is that as far as the person who, want, who will earn those minutes and earn that uh, time that Billy Donovan has not promised to uh, anybody. So that's why that's kind of why uh, I went with him, because that position is crowded, Matt. And, and I say that. Uh, affectionately and happily that that position is crowded at that position at wing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it is vastly different from even a year ago where we started out the season. The wing is okay. Patrick Williams earned the start in training camp as a rookie and uh, Otto off the bench. If he's healthy, those two guys and like, that's it. And wow. Just one of the, one of the many ways which you're reminded how much has changed and how, much this roster is completely different than it was at the start of last season. It's crazy, and it's awesome. Uh, All right, Big Dave, we want to get a couple more mailbag topics in here, including uh, a name that you just mentioned uh, as far as Kobe White and who's fighting for minutes in his spot. Uh, We've got a texter asking about that. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you all that today's episode is brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something out there for everyone the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you got to try all of their flavors. Some of my favorites, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry barcia, salted caramel, German chocolate, cookies and cream. So many delicious flavors. And here's here's the great thing. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can get a mixed box from Built.com. They'll send you two of each of their always available nine different flavors. Figure out which one is your best, and you can get a whole box of that flavor. Mm. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting, they're healthy for you too. Every single Bill Bar has either 17 or 18 grams of protein. 17 or 18. Boom. No more, no less. Calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar. Only 4.5 grams of sugar and 4.5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors. All tasty. All healthy. Plus, you got to check out their rotating limited edition, limited availability flavors. Right now, Built.com, they've brought back the Puff Built Bars, which are Built Bars with marshmallow in them. Uh, Shut up. Yeah. Yeah. They got banana cream pie puff built bars and just added a mint marshmallow puff built bar available for a limited time now at built.com. So don't wait. Go to built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Every time you order, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Guess what, Matt? We're back and they better than ever. What am I talking about with the Bulls? No, I'm talking about bet online. 
it's time, y'all, because the football season has kicked off. Baseball playoffs are around the corner. So all eyes are on those two things as these teams get to doing their thing, and especially when it's football time because the season mm-hmm. has begun. And Let me ask you real quick, Big Dave. Did, did yes. we hang out on Sunday watching football, and did you watch me gamble and, and be happy because I made money watching football? Let me think about that, Matt. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, sir. Yeah. That's exactly how it went. Did you down. see how happy I was? <laughs> he was the joy that was emoting from Matt's face was amazing. Oh, you know what? I don't even want to get in that conversation because that was awesome to sit there and watch. I don't want to see Matt lose. <laughs> like, that's all I'm going to tell you. I don't want to see it. But I know where he can go to do it, and that's bet online because that's your number one spot for all your pro and all your college football action. And they got the new updated site and the interface. So now you get even more odds, even more props, more contests. It continues to be your number one source for everything dealing with football. So head to that new website, head to that updated website, and use your mobile device to get there as well. Sign up today, receive a 100% welcome bonus. That double plus your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget, use that promo code NFL100. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Matt gambles. Hey man, is it gambling if you win all the time? <laughs> he was so cool. Like, it was funny just watching that. He was so chill when he wins. You know, it was just you know, yeah, whatever. You know, put a little step on that. You know, one little money. Yeah, you know all I, that. I was like, oh, oh, the, oh, oh, where the Chiefs down to the Browns like early third quarter. Yeah. Gee, like, I wonder if I put money on the Chiefs to just come back and win this game if it's free money in my pocket. Because, yeah, it is. Yeah. And it was. Now, now, his friend, who was also gambling, that was a little different. That was a different story. That shout out that. Shout out to my, my buddy, Char. Shout out yeah, to my buddy, Charlie. Dude, man. A, Funny dude, man. A degenerate gambler who <laughs> insists that he is referred to as a degenerate gambler. Because yes. he wins a lot. Hey, man. Seems Not, like it. Not gambling if you win all the time. Uh, All right, let's dive back into that inbox. Uh, This one comes to us from the 630, who said, Hey, guys, big fan of the show. Considering our bench doesn't have much firepower, especially with Kobe missing time, it seems like Billy will have to stagger Levine, DeMar, and Vooch, so there's always at least one out there, and most of the time at least two. What are some lineups you'd like to see Billy try with only one or two of the trio of Levine, DeMar, and Vooch. Um, I've got a couple of thoughts on that, Big Dave. And, you know, not not wrong as far as the lack of, like, firepower. I, I assume you know, our texture means, like, scoring punch on mm-hmm. the bench. We got a lot of vers- versatile guys, a lot of two-way guys, a lot of athletic guys. Yes. But who's, especially, as as our texture said, with Kobe out, at least to start the season, Who's going to be the big scorer in that in that second unit, and which of the starting trio of stars between Zach, Demar, and Vooch would you like to see out there getting minutes with that second unit? I got two two different kind of answers to that question, and then I'll toss it to you. Okay. One, I'm thinking Demar with the second unit might not be great because you don't have a lot of three point shooters in your second okay. unit, at least not okay. deadly three point shooters. So. I would lean towards Zach and or Vooch if you're going to stagger. The other thing I want to see is Patrick Williams getting some minutes with the second unit and letting Patrick uh, Patrick Williams use that time and those minutes on the floor with the second unit 
to be more of a focal point on the offensive end to see if we can mm. grow P-Dub's offensive game this season. Because you and I have talked about it. In that starting lineup, he is the fourth or maybe fifth offensive option. And that's not a bad thing. That's no, not, that no. is not at all a bad thing. That means the it's Bulls' not. starting lineup has plenty of firepower. But when it comes to staggering with that second unit, I'd like to see Zach play with some of those bench guys. Um, you know, maybe there are some some occasions where Vooch, you know, they they can they can play him with the bench guys. But what I really want to see is Patrick Williams get some run with that second unit where he can really work on his offensive game. What about you? I don't disagree with that. Uh, that part. I'm sorry, sorry to say it like that. I don't disagree with that part about Patrick Williams uh, being with the second unit because I think that's exactly where he'll get his time uh, to be Patrick Williams and kind of emulate some of the things we saw in summer league as far as him running things you know what mm-hmm. i mean um of course he, he still needs to work on his ball handling and actually you know get a move and things like that but that stuff will come over time but mm-hmm. with the second unit he'll have more opportunity to work on you know those kind of things and actually be a third option or a second option there i actually want to see demar with that second unit uh, i don't think you're wrong uh when you talk about the lack of the three-point shooting uh around surrounding him uh, because obviously he's a great passer and what made him a great passer with uh, uh, San Antonio is because San Antonio had some solid shooters uh, mm-hmm. from the three point line around him. So it made it easier for him to get to the hole, penetrate, break down the defense, him make a decision from there as far as passing or scoring or going to the foul line because he was good at all three. Um, but I think that that's what makes Matt, that's what makes Alex Caruso so big. And I think that's what's going to make him so huge. Uh, with this team, especially with the second unit. Because I'm not saying it like he's a J.J. Redick out there as far as a knockdown shooter, but he can shoot. Uh, he can shoot some threes. And he can facilitate. And he can clean up some certain things. Um, like, he's great at getting those offensive rebounds and putbacks. Like, because mm-hmm. of the, I call them the sneaky hops <laughs> that he has. Um, he's great at doing those kind of things and he's very solid defensively, but as far as offensively, Matt, I think that's where he's going to provide that role when DeMar DeRozan kind of breaks down that, uh, defense, which, you know, he's going to do when he breaks down that defense and gets there, having Caruso out there spotting up for that three and, you know, hitting it, hitting it solidly is, is, is going to be important. Now I think that's where it's going to be important, but you're right. Like, I don't, I think the lack of three point shooting. Uh, will hurt while Kobe is out. And again, this is why Kobe's important. But I think that's why the lack of three-point shooting will hurt while he's away. But mm-hmm. I don't think it will hurt to the point where I don't want to see DeRozan with that second unit because I just think he's that good and can make up for certain things. No, yeah, that's fair. Um, And there are – I think you could be optimistic that at times – they can slow things down and just, you know, DeMar as a point center. And if he can get look, look good looks for guys, then then great. You you know, th- I, I just yeah. think that there are a lot of guys in that second unit that we have brought on in this huge offseason of, of overhauling the roster that are like, you know, 31, 32 yeah. percent from behind the three point line. And you really wish that like, dude, you know, you're absolutely correct about DeMar's efficiency as a passer. I mean, one of the best in the league last season um and I, I think even his uh his pass to assist ratio was the the best in the league last season as far as percentage of demar's passes that ended up being assists best such stat across the entire nba last season so i'm i'm confident that demar will be able to get good looks for his teammates where they want the ball on the floor 
it's just a little concerning to me that nobody in that second unit behind maybe you know i think caruso shot at like you know 37 or so percent last season 40 40, okay yeah um so you know and you know can Derek Jones Jr. actually finally get a reliable three-point shot? Javante right. Green, not really much of a three-point shooter. Really Troy Brown. Troy Brown Jr., I have some faith that he can actually turn into a, a viable threat behind the three-point line. Um, and if so, great. And, and you know, uh, mostly I agree. I, 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 I would like to see what DeMar would do with that second unit because he could he could run that thing like, you know, like a, a pit orchestra conductor flawlessly. Mm. Um, mm. But mm. – you know, again, I, I think we keep coming back to this thought when anybody is asking us or we're talking about it ourselves when it comes to this Bulls rotation. It's not a bad thing that Billy Donovan has a lot of different options. And as we come into training camp in a couple of weeks, we as as Bulls fans have no idea really what he's going to do. But nope. but but it's an exciting unknown, not a oh, dear God, I, I don't even want to watch what's going to happen <laughs> unknown. Right, correct. There's a difference. Is that is that also, Matt? Let me ask a question. Does that also, um, but about what you said about the second unit and the lack of shooting, does does that kind of elevate in your mind a guy like Matt Thomas, who who can shoot the three? Does that give him a little more elevation in your uh, mind? Maybe, but I I mean I, not so much that I'm I'm thinking he is going to leapfrog a bunch of the guys we've just been talking about in the rotation ahead of uh you know uh Troy Brown Jr ahead of Javante Green ahead of Derek Jones Jr I like you know, Stanley Johnson like right. I I think I would be very surprised to see him jump ahead of all those guys because you know there there is some shooting there and crossed fingers when Kobe gets back mm. Kobe will have perhaps the biggest bench role and he is, as we know, the a the like lethal level off the ball threat. He's proven that through his first two NBA seasons. That dude yeah. is a lethal catch and shoot threat who can get so hot um, in, in in any game, take over any quarter with his offense, and like and he can break defenses down a little bit. Yeah. And you know, we yeah. saw at the back end of his second season that he improved that way as well. So you might see some minutes also when Kobe gets back of him being the orchestrator of that second unit offensively. And, and and I would not be opposed to that, but I mean, if you, you got Kobe Caruso in a backcourt together, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. Not bad. And it makes the Rosen thing a little bit easier, much easier actually, as far as when he drives, like I talk about what he did in San Antonio, as far right. as guys spread out around him who are there to shoot, that makes it so much easier. Yeah. Kobe is just a huge piece, bro. He's going to be a right. huge piece for the Chicago Bulls this year. Yeah. I can't wait. Sure to see is. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's end with this one. Uh, an email from Stephen, uh, who said, "Hey, man, Big Dave, love the show. Sad to see Jordan go, but Big Dave has made an awesome start. Keep it up, Big Dave. You hear that, Big Dave? Keep it up. We got we got people telling you that they like what you're doing. Keep it up. Don't let it slip, Dave. All this uh, pressure. Oh my God. <laughs> so many ad reads. I can't handle it. Uh, okay. Getting back to Steven's email. He said, uh, my friend bet me that the bulls wouldn't go over 500 this season. Wow. Okay. The betting in Australia has the over currently at 41 and a half, which oddly okay. happens to be 
right there at 500. My friend's reasoning for this was there are so many more teams that will beat the Bulls, and the league is much stronger than it has been in previous years. Teams that my friend says will likely beat the Bulls, and I assume by beat the Bulls you mean as far as their their win-loss record on the season, Nets, Bucks, Sixers, Heat, Knicks, Hawks. That's six. If these teams beat the Bulls, which is certainly possible, um, and with a stronger West, the Bulls will be very close to being under 500. Where will they sit, do you guys think? Should we take the over or the under? All right, Big Dave. Um, we could talk about you know that list, uh, pretty, pretty much the same list uh, as far as tiers. I noticed that I think the Celtics weren't in there. But other than that, the, the usual suspects. Let's start with this, though. I mean, if you were placing a bet today, maybe you were hopping on bet online and looking at see that the Bulls over under win total, and it's a 41 and a half. Are you taking the over or are you taking the under? Taking the over. Um, taking the over slightly because I had them at, I think I had them at like, what, like 42 or something like that. So I take the it's over. Close. It's close. It's close. Yeah, it's close. I don't think it's disrespectful. Um, but I'll take them at that. I had them, what, sixth, I think, in the East around that. So, yeah, i take the over on that. Listen, we just had the show on here where we talked about the best starting fives in the East, and I got the Bulls at four, all right? And so it's not like I expect this team to sit here and struggle against these other teams because you're right, though. Everything you mentioned, yeah, yeah, solid, great, all of it. But I do remember last year, nobody had Atlanta even, even in the playoffs, okay? Nobody definitely had the Knicks, even in the playoffs. Let alone so, a four seed. Like let alone a four seed. You know what I'm saying? Like no, nobody had that at all. So I don't expect some of those teams to remain up there. Seventy uh, Sixers. I'm kind of looking at you, uh, especially just the disharmony that's going on. You know, you need some harmony. Oh, what are you, you talking about? Everyone in everyone in Philly is thrilled with their lot in life right now. They all don't <laughs> hate each other. Yes, man. It's 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 issues going on. Um, and the guys, you can't, I cannot underestimate Zach Levine this season and what he wants to do with this team and the hunger that this man has. We talked about the chips on shoulders uh, for everybody in this Bulls starting five and uh, pretty much a lot on this team that plays with chips on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to include AK and Mark Eversley in that conversation as well uh, as guys that have chips on their shoulders because um, AK wasn't happy. <laughs> and he told you he wasn't happy. And he was like, we ain't settling for mediocrity. Well, you know what mm-hmm. mediocre is? A 500 season. That, <laughs> that's that's right there. That's that's right at the level of mediocrity. He ain't come here for that. So if he's telling you, yo, this ain't what I want, I'm going to trust the guy who's looking at the team and is like, if it sees something that's going south or he sees something that they might need, knows how to make that move and knows how to make that decision uh, going forward. If they finish 500, Matt, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm just saying I I know how he's looking at it. He's like, no, nah, bro, I'm trying to win and win right now. DeMar DeRozan, I'm trying to win and win right now. Zach Levine, I'm trying to win and win right now. Lonzo, Booch, Kobe, like the list goes on. Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan's not a guy who's used to losing from college right. or in the pros. Last year was honestly his first losing season. How he got 31 wins out of that, I still marvel at and still don't understand how he did that. That was incredible. How that team had a defense that was a top 15 defense. I still don't know. I still don't get it. It, it was magic. It was fairy dust. It was a woozy. It was a wazzy. It was incredible. But real must yeah. be above the eyes shit. 
Yeah, I can understand that though when you mention those teams because those are all excellent teams, man. And it makes me excited that the Bulls are in that conversation, honestly, because the East has been trash for a long time, and now it feels like the East has caught up and can actually compete with the uh, West now with all the teams that they have. But always be prepared for a team to take that fall off and always be prepared for a team to take that jump that you don't expect. And I expect the Bulls to be that team that takes that jump that nobody's really expecting. Yeah. Um, I just went back and looked because I couldn't remember the Bulls record from last year. And again, remember, they did 72 games instead of 82 last season right. because of the condensed schedule, because COVID, we're all living in a hellscape. Um, 31 and 41. I know that they got a couple of end of the season wins that pissed me off and pissed they some did. other people off. Oh, off. we still have a 0.005% chance to make the play in tournament. Move Why on. are you winning these games? <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Move on. Anyway, anyway. Um, 31 and 41. That is a 43, 43 or so win percentage, you know, uh, 430. Um, going from 31 wins in a 72 game season to 41 wins in an 82 game season is a mark of improvement. Yeah. But again, Big Dave, as you said, with all the moves they've made and what we've heard AK say, that would be a disappointing amount of improvement. But to me, and, and this goes back to what our texter was asking us, is, look, a lot of teams in the East got better. Yeah. Either from moves they made in the middle of last season or this offseason, a lot of teams got better or at least stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And there aren't cakewalks littered throughout the NBA. Yeah, there aren't like, and, and maybe it's because the league is trying to just get rid of this tanking with these lottery odds, and there are fewer and fewer teams tanking. Yeah. Um, this season, when you look across the NBA, how, how many teams are there that you know will be bad? I mean, mm-hmm. like in the East, you, you know. Detroit, Cleveland, Orlando are the three I think of that, like, if the Bulls aren't better than those three teams, holy crap, something went wrong. Yeah. And guess what? The good news there, and this does feed into the Bulls over-under for wins this season, two of those three teams that you're pretty sure are going to suck in the East this year play in our division. We're going to play them a lot. So take care of your gimmies. You know, don't walk into them like they're gimmies because that's how you lose the bad teams. And that's what we've watched the Bulls do for three years now. But you take care of those division wins against those division teams who should be not on your level of talent. That gets you closer to 45 as opposed to 42. and should make you feel more comfortable about, you know, hitting that over. But again, those three teams maybe are going to be bad. Some people even think, hey, maybe Cleveland surprised people this year. I don't know. And in the West... Yeah, Charlotte in the West, Houston clearly entering a rebuild. Oh yeah, you know uh, what's OKC gonna do? Um, but again, like that's and you know like people still think, well, yeah, well Minnesota will be bad because they're Minnesota, or Sacramento will be bad because they're the Kings. Um, but there aren't that many yeah. that you're just like the Bulls are definitely better than this team. Yeah. So a lot of it's gonna come down to this, Big Dave. Okay, can you take care of the games you should win? Can you take care of the games that last season, even with the new coach and some new pieces, you gave away games you shouldn't? True. And on top of that, true. can you increase 
your number of what could have been wins last season where your team did not execute down the stretch in a close game. And those are two different categories, I think. Playing down to bad competition and losing and playing up to competition like when they went on that West Coast road trip last year and played a lot of really good teams and they played them evenly and lost in the last three minutes. Can you win some of those games? Because if you can win some of those and take care of beating the scrubs, yeah, 45 seems very, very, very doable. That is completely true, Matt, because we sat and we watched those games and all we saw was a team that didn't have that dude or didn't have enough of those dudes, I should say, because it was Zach Levine and the Pips. You know what I'm saying? It was Zach Levine and the Temptations. Like, that's just how it went down. Like, he needed needed actual for real help with him you know what i mean and man there was so many of those games like that you saying that they're just flashing back in my head like uh, the portland game is the first one that that i thought about with with the jump ball that never existed (laughs) right exactly yeah like the way you lost that is how bad teams lose a basketball game right and those are the losses i expect to be erased and those are the things i expect to be done with now i expect to move forward from Cause now when I look at it and I'm like, oh no, we should win that game. Okay. If so many in last second on the way, I'm like, yep, we should win that one. Yep, we should win that one. Yep, we should win that one. Okay, we're going to Sacramento. I shouldn't even think about it. You know what I mean? I don't I'm I'm talking to this as a fan. I'm not talking that as a player. They shouldn't overlook them. Obviously, they right. should fuck. But for me, I'm like, oh no, that's that should be a W. I should pencil that in. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a W right here. Minnesota, we should get that W right there. Like we should take care of business right there. I'm not sold on a lot of teams. Wow, that's wild. How many teams I'm not sold on in the West? That's crazy. That's another topic. I'll pick on John for that later. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, you're right, Matt. Like, down the stretch, I think they got smarter basketball-wise, uh, which gives me, you know what I'm saying, this kind of confidence because you know I love the IQ. And I mm-hmm. think they got more of those dudes. So when you combine, you know, the IQ with people I don't mind having the ball in the fourth quarter because I'm like, they can win the game for us. Mm-hmm. Those are you how you get those extra wins. That's how you go from that 31 to, to 35 that they probably could have had last year if they just had, you know, a certain amount of people. But right. But yeah, like th- that's what gives me hope. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take the over, bro, because they, sh- they should be better winning more of those kind of games. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. And look, you've been talking today about how how much I enjoy to throw some money on some on some sports. Uh one last plug for Bet Online. Go go throw some money on on this weekend's NFL games if you feel like it. We've awesome. even got an NFL game on deck tonight. Oh. Um, uh, Giants and the Washington Football Footballs. Um, <laughs> I I I I'm going to sit here right now though and say, Big Dave, here's a footballing. I I am afraid to take the over on 41 and a half Bulls wins. Okay. But it's just because I don't want to jinx them. Like Okay. I I feel really good about this team for the first time in a long time. A long time, yeah. yeah. And if my expectations are up here <laughs> and I put money on those expectations being up here and it doesn't pan out double devastated and I don't know if I yeah. can handle that. So as of right I, I now, I, I I have not put money on the Bulls win total for this season. I might, okay. but it's gonna if I do, it's gonna make me a nervous wreck all season. Fair. I'm not a gambler, but I will do this because you know we rock with bet online, so I will put some money on it. I, I promise you that 
I, this is probably why I don't gamble because I don't think like that. Because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I put some money on it, I lost. Oh well, like I won't even think about it again. Like it won't even cross my mind at all. I'll chalk it up to life. I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine. Or if I won, I'll be like, oh, cool. You know, I won. Because I'm as I tell you in life, Matt, I'm not a horrible loser, but I am a terrible winner. <laughs> like that's that's really how I am in life. So gambling, maybe that's how it is. I just don't get super low. You know what I'm saying on it because it's not something I do all the time. But I'll do it this year. You know, shout out to Bet Online for making it very easy and very simple to access it and and to be able to do it. So yeah, I'll put some money on the Bulls getting the over, man. Like let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. Put some money on them getting the over, guys. Come on. So so there you go, Steve. Thanks for emailing us. Big Dave is telling you make that bet with your friend. Take the make over. It. And make if you it. do and it, no friend, make it. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't, well, then. Talk to that guy. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Say, I didn't. I didn't commit. Matt didn't say it. I said it. I said it. The guy who doesn't gamble. <laughs> I told you to gamble. Yes. Right. Exactly. Don't mind that the person who does gamble is. Right. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Right. Right. No. Listen to the dude who's like, yeah, all in. Why not? <laughs> like, we get it. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's. I'll say that it's not automatic money. A lot of no. Bulls fans are like, oh, 41 and a half automatic money taking the over and i'm like i hope you're right but i don't necessarily yes. think automatic it's not automatic no there's a lot there's a lot of talent in the east a lot Woo. of it um all right that's gonna do it for today thanks everybody for hitting us up in that inbox emailing us locked up at gmail.com texting us 331-979-1369 we do have some fresh voicemails in our inbox as well we'll try to get to those uh if not tomorrow then monday to kick off next week so hang tight on those. If you want to be a part of the conversation here on Locked On Bulls, hit us up in all of those options. Email, text, voicemail. Uh, and, of course, you can always just hit us up on Twitter. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. We are at Locked On Bulls. Thanks again to today's sponsors. And thanks, y'all, for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube, by the way, if you aren't already doing that also. Until next time, from my partner, Big Dave, Matt saying thanks for listening. Go Bulls. See Red be good. Getting close, y'all. Getting close.